Hey, Nick, look at this request I just received. Oh, my fucking God. Jay, I support your bisexuality, but if you bring that shit into the studio again, we might have problems. Welcome to Gay Talk 2.0, the ultimate podcast for your dose of dish. Good evening, ladies and gents, and welcome back to another episode of Gay Talk 2.0, an LGBT podcast. We're streaming live on digital, no, on gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream, and you can access that live stream by visiting our website at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time every Wednesday when we record. My name is Tom, and I'm your host, and as always, I'm in the studio with my amazing friends, starting with the first one. Hey, y'all, Nick or Trish. And Jay Bear, a.k.a. Your boyfriend's boyfriend. Welcome back, every bun. I'm alive. Every bun? Every (laughs) bun. Every my honey buns. I'm alive. I'm alive. We're all breathing and kicking. Uh, Oh, Lord have mercy. So um, as you all well know, or I did post something last week. I think I did. I think so. Um, We didn't record because she had COVID again. Um, and I am convinced that now it's just a personal thing. COVID has something personal against me. <laughs> you and me both. Because this is bout number three. I've had three too. So it's like, my God, what, what, what's going on? What is going on? But anyway, I, um, I ended up, let's see, I hosted karaoke two Sundays ago and Unfortunately, you know, you're exposed. You're you you have people that are grabbing mics, you're singing into microphones and you're sharing those microphones and before you know it, you are um fucked. So, <laughs> pretty much. Um I why am I not getting audio here? Why doesn't that surprise me? Why doesn't that surprise me? Anyway, um either way, She's not getting audio uh, on here, which I don't care. So um, it's being recorded anyway. So we'll we'll figure it out afterwards. But anyway, um, I'm fine. Thank you for um, your messages, Mama Kim and everyone else um, who's just absolutely wonderful. Um, hopefully that fixed it, whatever that did. Uh, but thank you. Thank you so much for, for thinking of me, for sending shout outs, for um, reaching out to me personally on my phone and and you know checking up on me but she's alive she's alive but now that that's out of the way and that we're back um how are you my darlings let's start with you miss trash how are you i'm good all is well in the land of oz yeah what have you been up to uh work 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 you better work 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 yeah work. no i'm in full mode for gala planning um and on top of that you need to Fix that. Yeah. Okay. Done. Um, and on top of that, I was voted in as now an officer of the board of the New Haven Pride Center. Congratulations. So, Congrats. Thank you. Um, so I've got a lot going on. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's no easy thing to, to be so, um, so in demand, right? Cause I mean, you're doing a lot of work with the theater. You're doing a lot of work with the pride center, um, and you know, well, in, in the sense that, you know, there's a lot of things that need to get done and you're the type of person that just gets shit done. So, you know, yes. Yeah. Proud of you. I guess most days. Yeah. 
What about um, you, Mr. J? Wait, How are and you? my niece turned one. Your niece? Oh. Can you believe it's been a fucking goddess. year? Imagine that. year flies by, doesn't it? It's crazy. So tell me something. Tell me, blah, 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 blah. Ooh, tell me something already. It's not, it's, it's not even like five minutes into the show and we're already speaking cursive. <laughs> so tell me something, darling. What did you get her? Um, I got her a, it's like a bath blanket wrap, but it's an elephant. Like, so it's got like this elephant hood. And then you, it's adorable. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. Those are cute. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so. that's cute. And so did your parents come up? Mom and dad came up and actually, uh, so they came up on Friday and I went to the party on Saturday. So I didn't see them on Friday, but then I spent most of the day on Saturday with them. And then I came home that evening and we were supposed to go to dinner on Sunday before they left on Monday and my dad woke up like violently ill and he was he had like food poisoning and so my mom calls me i had just gotten out of bed and i had gotten up early so that i could get up there and like you know spend the day right. and my mom's like don't come here <laughs> like, your father is throwing up everywhere i'm like what happened and like so, no one else was sick so i don't know well, what he, he probably ate. ate something that just didn't sit right with him i guess you know it's, it's, you gotta be careful when you put stuff in your mouth. It's kind of bad though, because when she called me, I was like, yes. <laughs> like, God, I hope they're not listening right now. Oh, they're definitely not listening. To this oh, show. Lord have mercy. And Jay, how are you, darling? Not bad, not bad. Actually, the, the time off last week was well earned, I guess, in a way, because I ended up with a viral nose infection thing yeah that's what they say so. yeah she walked in she goes like i'm on antibiotics yeah. i was like mm-hmm. uh-huh. for what what you get because didn't you just go away yeah. <laughs> what did you put in your mouth what did you put in your mouth mister yeah no well, well we um on the 12th was the missus uh birthday so mm-hmm. you know you traditionally we just go out have dinner do stuff like that mm-hmm. nothing nothing extravagant yeah. really um, and that was pretty much it. Um, we visited family and, uh, my sister-in-law has two cats now and I'm allergic and Lord I think that kind of triggered um, everything. Mm. So I went home and started spraying everything I could find. In the- how, how can well, you I'm- be a bisexual man and be allergic to pussy? Uh, yeah. I no, mean, I just well, don't get it. Because it's They're easy. Hairy. Just shave it. <laughs> shave it. See, you, you. Oh, my but anywho, <laughs> oh, so Lord it, it kind of, tr- I guess it triggered the whole effect. And next thing you know, uh, you know, I'm losing my voice. My throat hurts. My eyes are itchy and swollen. And I was a hot mess. Wow. wow. So, uh, and, and unfortunately with me, you know, the nasal sprays help cre- clear up the allergies, but I end up with a viral infection. Right. Every yeah. Well, you, you got to, you got to be careful with those nasal <laughs> sprays. You got to use, um, uh, the neti pots. Oh, I do. I neti, do. Neti but, pots are great. But, but once the allergies, a, once the allergies kick in, I used to be addicted to Afrin. Yeah. Like cannot yeah. do that shit anymore. No, no, I can't. Well, I, I will can't. tell you, I mean, the side effects alone on those is, is pretty intense yeah, because, than, you know, they say that, um, one of them is diarrhea. Yep. So, I mean, you have to worry about whether you want a runny nose or a runny ass. Pick your poison. Um, so that's one. Um, but there's other side effects, too. Like, people have... I've, I've heard of people having serious nosebleeds as a result of, um, you know, using some sort of nasal spray. So... Um, and it can also irritate. 
yeah. uh, the nasal yeah. cavity. So just, you know. And, and unfortunately, I know because once the allergy gets pretty bad yeah. and, and I use the nasal spray, I know I'm going to get sick because it kind of burns. Right. Uh-huh. A lot more than it should. <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, shit. But, you know, I mean, it helps always, alleviate the allergy. There's always, uh, how how is it that we say in, in the Puerto Rican community? Vaporub. Vaporub. Yeah, Vicks. Vicks. Okay. Vicks, it cures everything. Vaporub. Yep. Got it. Yeah. Vaporub. We, we just spanglicized the yeah. vaporub. Yeah, pretty much. Vaporub. <laughs> Live your life. Yeah, yeah, but remember, um, I used to work at a supermarket, and I had a guy come in, and he's like, "You know, I um, I need you to help me find um in Spanish. Me puedes ayudar a conseguir grape de juicio." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> what? Grape de juicio? De juicio. He, was, he was looking for grape juice." <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, okay, yes, it's right over there. Um, you go to the orange. dairy aisle. All the juices are there. The orange juice is there." <laughs> Orange de juicio. But you know, it just. Oh, I can tell you, man. That was one of my first jobs. I must have been like 14 or 15 years old. And boy, my God, the stories. It's like people, people in grocery shopping. That I think that's why I hate grocery shop shopping so much. <laughs> yeah, you go through some stuff. Yeah. So, I hate it because I always run into people. Yeah, and you're not oh, ready. That, yeah, yeah you're I'm never like ready. in sweats. <laughs> my hair's not done. My face is definitely not on. And like they're like, oh my god, hi. I'm like, oh my god, hi, Jeff from Liberty Bank. It's so great to see you right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. It's the worst. Yeah. Running see, into people. I, yeah, well, one of my first jobs was at, at a supermarket luckily um i was just in the basement <laughs> i was in the basement like the monsters oh you were the they stock us, boy yeah they had us doing stock um bringing in all the new stuff yeah. and we used to stock it in the basement in the storage rooms um, but we used to eat chicken nuggets like crazy the purdue chicken nuggets we used to just crack open a pack they were like are you ready for lunch no i'm good we we not hungry <laughs> we're no not more. hungry no more so you yeah. ate like frozen chicken nuggets? they're not frozen when they come in they're Room temp. So I I used to be a cashier and I worked, then I worked at their customer service. Dollar for you, dollar for me. No, their customer service counter and then a cashier. So you worked uh, at customer service? I did. Imagine that. Uh Um, I used to be nice actually when I was very young. Crazy, but nice. Um, No, but the thing was that um, I worked at a supermarket before we had scanners. So you didn't have the beep, beep. You had to look at the price and then type everything in. So I would. You know, I was very like, Yas Queen, oh, $2.99, oh, $6.99. And you would hear those fucking keys on that fucking keyboard going nuts. I was like pounding them shits. And I knew all the codes to the produce. Like, you know, if you had an orange, you had to put it on the scale and you got to enter the code, the four digit code. Or like, for example, uh, red peppers, I believe is 4081. So you would pop that shit in and then it would... (laughs) charge you for the red pepper or a tomato was like four zero eight eight for like a regular t- tomato so every produce has codes and they still use them today yeah it's fucking crazy hmm. yeah and that was it and then i went to the customer service counter and then you would encounter people asking you for weird shit that you know you just don't have and like bisene. Grape de juice. Mm-hmm. Bisene. Bisene. yeah by zine <laughs> yeah and then you know your coworkers and employees is it was just like hilarious it was like a fucking soap opera every day so something's happening um no but it was it was a, a very how would i say 
interesting experience. Um, and then we got scanners, and then you know she got even faster. Beep 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 beep. beep. <laughs> we used to have like contests, and then of course you know they had this queen do the announcement at the end of the night because I used to could, because I was still in school. I can only work from like four to close, and close was like eight o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so they would say, go to the phone, hit three, three, pound three, three, and then make the announcement. I would be like, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for shopping with us. We're closing in 15 minutes. Please make your final selections and proceed to the registers. Thank you for shopping at everybody's. You remember everybody's? No. Before I became C-Town? In, on Ferry Street? That was before me. Ironically. Before I moved I lived here, on I Ferry say. Street. Yeah. In New Haven. How fitting. In Fairhaven, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there used to be an everybody's supermarket before I turned into C-Town. Uh, no, that was before. I, yeah. that was way before my time up here. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. But she lived on Ferry. Yeah. Of course she did. Of course she did. Yeah. All the gay streets. <laughs> All the gay streets. <laughs> All the gay streets. There was more hookers on Ferry than I don't know what. Uh, there was this one um, uh, hooker. Her name was Cookie. And... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That reminds me of Legally Blonde. Yeah. Hey, Hi. Betty, it's Sally. Hey, Susan, it's Karen. Hey, Betty, it's Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> so her name was Cookie, and um, she used to obviously walk up and down Ferry Street, you know, doing doing her thing, which, no, no judgment. And my grandmother was a very kind-hearted woman. You know, she um, always kept her doors open. So it didn't matter whether, you know, it was three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the afternoon or six o'clock in the morning. Her doors were always open. They were never locked. And so I would come in and out. And then sometimes I would come back and Cookie's sitting at the dinner table having dinner because my grandmother's feeding her. And you're like, that's my pernil. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was like, that's that's my food. Um, no, but she um, she would. um Come eat and then go out and do her business. My grandmother has to say, hey, listen, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it right. Make sure that you're on a full stomach and that you are healthy. Right. You're such a sweet sweet woman. I loved her. But yeah, so that was pretty much it. That's all I got. That's all I I got from my story. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. And and I survived COVID for a third time. So that's that's important, too. I mean, that's a mish. Hmm. At first, that's what I thought. When you first sent us the message, I first, when I started getting sick, I was like, oh my God, I might. Well, so I had a cold last week too. And I was like, fuck, every day I was testing. I was like, it's coming, it's coming. And never did, thank God. Yeah, yeah. That's well, you know, the, the weird thing is that um, for whatever reason, um, typically when you get COVID, <clears throat> sorry, you test positive for a couple of days and then five days in or whatever. Then you start testing negative, right? I tested positive for like five days in a row. I was just like taking a test. I was literally putting the the solution on the cartridge and watching it instantly give me crimson red lines. Yeah. I was like, she's super COVID positive right mm-hmm. now. Um, but, you know, shit happens. And I was like, all right, whatever. I'm over it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> but that was that. I'm alive. So thank you all for, for your... Um, your well wishes. So, um, we've got a couple of stories. Um, certainly a lot of things have happened in, in our absence in, since last week and the week before last. Um, so before um, we jump into those, y'all don't have anything? I mean, I can talk about my new makeup. Well, let's talk about your new makeup. <laughs> okay, fine. Okay. okay. Smack <laughs> us with it, girl. Go ahead. Go for it. Uh, so 
a long time ago. Long, long time ago. And I'm talking like college mm-hmm. until probably, I don't know, three years after. I used to use Bare Minerals as my foundation and whatever. Okay. Not that I wear makeup because I don't. Um, <laughs> but then I started wearing this other product, which I loved. It was just a lotion. It was a color corrector and, and it was great. But staying on top of my skin tone during summer, then fall, then spring, <laughs> I'm pale as fuck. I'm starting to get some color. It was a pain in the ass. So this past weekend, I was at the um, uh, birthday party and my mom and my sister were like, girl, you need something on that face. No, they were like, you need to blend. And Ooh. I was like, is it that bad? Because I knew the color was a little bit off because mm. I wasn't going to like buy a new one. I had like a full tube. And they were like, yeah, yeah. Like, it's like it ends here and then it's your neck. I'm right. like, oh. Okay. So let's go into the bathroom. Ladies, get information. <laughs> My mom's like, she was so funny. She looked at me. <laughs> she was smoking a cigarette. She was like, you need a brush. You need to blend. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, really? Uh. And so I went online and I always loved Bare Minerals. It's a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, it's lightweight and um, it's great coverage. And so I ordered my old like kit, I guess. And um, I'm finally back to Bare Minerals today. And Bare, Min- Bare Minerals is good. Um, I like there's it. There's no, you can't really, Tom, tell me if I'm wrong, but. Can you see a difference here? I don't know. The camera's on you. No, I don't think you can. No, I'm asking you if you can. No, no, I just see. There's a nice uh, blend. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I see skin. Exactly. I don't even. I don't even see like honestly. I can't even tell that you're wearing anything. Exactly. Which is kind of like the point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it was weird because this morning was the first time I've had to like use a powder versus a lotion. And I was like, oh, my God, I don't remember how to fucking do this. I'm like, am I going to put too much on? And it also comes with it also comes with an eye brightener, which has a little bit of, like, sheen in it. And I'm like, you don't want to use too much of that, because if you do, then it looks like you're wearing. Right. Yeah. Right. Not that, like, that's bad. Like, if that's what you want to do, live your life. But that's just not my jam. Yeah. So you have to use just a little bit it's to a highlight the eye. A tiny bit. Yeah. yeah. And I showed up at work. And my coworker, I was like, I, I'm trying a new thing today. I'm trying Bare Minerals. And she was like, Nick, no one looks at you as much as you think they do. And I was like, what? <laughs> Is that your real response? I mean, she may, she may not be wrong. I mean, sometimes, so, so, you know, we go through this whole thing about, you know, trying to make sure that we look good and blah, blah, blah. And I mean, on occasion, sometimes he, even he will ask me, he's like, do you have eyeliner on? And I'm like, no. Yes, she does. But I do. And I normally, what I do is I just put it in the corners. I don't go the entire length of my eyes. It just opens up my eyes and make them look bigger. And I think it's it's beautiful. I and it's okay. I, but Men I think can wear I, makeup. I think I notice because I see you so often. I don't right. think people would notice otherwise. But I think when you put it on, it looks amazing. Like, right? you look great. Doesn't Your it? eyes pop. Yeah, they do. They and, do. like, for me, the basic, like, I don't put a lot on. It's just, like, you know, a basic... You know, just color corrector, whatever, on my skin so everything's even. But, like, I don't feel comfortable without it on now. Right. Well, I mean, well, just... you're used to the routine. So. Right. Just make sure that you give yourself some time to breathe. You know? Your skin. 
you know, oh, just no. make sure that you're washing she it off at night. She going, it on okay, just making sure. That's why she doesn't want to take my video calls when I call her. And she's at home. <laughs> she's at home. Yeah, if it's so, not on, I don't. Want to. Yeah, if it's not on, she's not well, on. It's not even. It's not even the face, really. Right. At that point, it's more the hair. Because if but, my hair is not, my hair is like. You've seen it in the morning. I've seen you in the morning, so it's like I've seen it all. I've been exposed to all of it. Every single little bit of it I've seen. And therefore, it doesn't phase me. I mean, when she calls me, I see it. Here's the thing, though. I love you, (laughs) but I know you. And that bitch is going to be on the back end being like, screenshot, screenshot, screenshot. (laughs) I only did it once, and it was just so that I can put it as your profile picture on my phone. Mm. <laughs> that you share with everybody. I do not. I just say, call me. It's literally like I'm calling you and you're at work. You're like, hey, everybody, look. It's, look, trash. it's my friend Nick. It's, it's, Nick. <laughs> it's trash. Look at her. <laughs> no. And then everybody's like, she's but, worse than her. But the picture that you have of me, though. Yes. Is, yeah. So but you posed for that. But I did, but it's like, so, you know, I, I've got man boobs. So if I push them up, it looks like I got a serious cleavage. So he snapped a picture of me doing, let me see, I'm going to put the camera. So I have no shirt on and I'm doing one of these. So you see the boobs and then you just see this massive amount of like hair just coming out in between them. And I'm just like. <laughs> and that's what I get when you yeah. call me. Every time I call him, that's what he sees. So we're a hot mess. Um, all right. So, um, jump into some stories. Yeah. Live your life. (laughs) Well, I want to talk about, um, some congressmen are making waves, um, some gay congressmen. And, uh, so I wanted to talk about one first. I want to talk about, uh, us rep Chris Pappas. He's a Democrat from New Hampshire. So, um, he's been in Congress for quite some time. And over the course of this weekend, uh, Mr. Pappas, again, a Democrat from the state of New Hampshire, uh, married his boyfriend. Oh, my God. They're so adorable. They're so adorbs, aren't they? Um, and he basically said, you know, Van and I are excited to share that we are married. Pappas wrote sharing images from their special day on, um, on Twitter. Which we're not on, unfortunately. So um, so we feel so fortunate to have found each other and to be building our lives together. And we're grateful for the love and support of our family and friends. Uh, Rep. Uh, Mark uh, Pocan, a Democrat from Wisconsin who chairs the Equality Caucus in Congress, wrote congratulations to two great people that make a great couple. Um, Pappas has been a vocal supporter of LGBTQ plus rights while he has been in office. The lawmaker is the first out gay man to represent New Hampshire in Congress, and he's championed the Respect for Marriage um, Act, uh, which was signed into law late last year. Um, And I, again, I have said this many times on this show, and I will continue to say this probably until I take my last breath. I'll probably be on my way to the morgue, and I will say visibility is our biggest strength. Yes. That'll be what comes out of my mouth. My last dying breath. Um, because I, I do, I do believe I wholeheartedly believe that visibility is our, is our biggest strength in our community. Uh, when we stay silent and when we don't do things like this, like go out there and marry the person that you love and get into people's faces um, about your rights as a human. Um, it, it's, it, it, 
it just doesn't allow for change to happen. But when there is visibility, when you're not afraid to express the love that you have for another human being and the fact that you want to share your life with them and you go ahead and do it anyway, um, it's a beautiful thing to see. You know, like I, I admire, I haven't found love in my life, at least not yet, but I admire people who are married and I have love been, you. Oh, but I know you love me, but it's a different kind of love, yeah. you know? Yeah, because it would definitely wouldn't be marriage <laughs> yeah. love. I mean, yeah, she would die weekend. Uh, no, but I admire a lot of people, you know. And I would die by murder. By murder. Yeah. Uh, and she'll be buried in my backyard. So if you can't find you, know where to look. Shit, I shouldn't have said that. Um, no, but, you know, when you think about, for example, pe- people who have been in very long relationships, uh, Hans Hershey and his husband, you know, have been together for many years. Um, they have a child together. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a beautiful thing. And, you know, you think about other people that we know personally that have gotten married recently. You officiated a wedding not too long ago. Correct. Um, It's just beautiful to see people, you know, just doing it, going out there and just being vocal in public and sharing the love that you have for someone. Yeah, and I also think that it's like, I mean, I told this story on the show, but I think it's really important that now that we're starting to see more representation in in politics, which is very important, right? Um, that you know people are transparent about if they feel comfortable, transparent about their sexuality. Because, I mean, when Eric was when Eric won the nomination for state treasurer, mm-hmm. and um, one of the first things that came out of his mouth was thanking his husband. It's something you just don't see, and it's something that's so right. powerful. And I, I, and like I said on the show, I cried. Like it's like this is happening in my state, and this person is working for our government and and the people of Connecticut. And it was just so powerful. And to see people like this individual, pop, it's Papas, right? Yes, Mr. Um, Chris, you Pappas. know, not only you know, I'll show y'all a picture of him. He's the, actually a very handsome guy. Being gay and, and you know, making decisions that will affect change for the future of our nation, mm. but then also sharing, you know, the fact that he's married to another man gives hope to so many people. Mm. And also, outside of that, like, it's like, okay, that person does represent me. Right. I can trust that person. Agreed. You know what I mean? Like it's 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 like you know even when you go and we talk about TV shows or movies and there's not enough representation. Like I want to see representation. I want to feel like that show speaks to me. That person knows me. That person that's representing me reflects who I am as a human. Right. right. You know, just and like, understands. Right. And, you know, just like, for example, the episode of uh, episode three of The Last of Us, which we discussed two weeks ago on how impactful that episode was, but also how polarizing it was for, you know, the demographic that the show brings in to see an episode. So in your face like that for them, because they, it was unexpected, but I'm yeah. so glad they did yeah. it. Yeah, because you, what it did was not only did it piss off a whole bunch of, you know, people. That should be, um, you know, shut the fuck up. But it also opened up an opportunity for those who have not been exposed to that, that may not know um, that this is a thing, that it's our right to love someone else, um, to maybe open up dialogue in a way that might be beneficial, right? You might have someone who's heterosexual, who's very straight, 
and had never seen or been exposed to a love story, an amazing love story uh, between two men, maybe start looking at things a little bit differently. Maybe start opening up their minds about, mm-hmm. you know, the possibility of like, why am I offended by this? This is love. Yeah. This is what I would have done with my wife. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to go back to like Chris Pappas, you know, I mean, you think about, you know, there is a huge population of America and generally the world that have this concept that if you're gay or if you're trans, you're a predator, you're a child predator. Right. right. Or or whatever it is that they have these pre connotations of. Right. But the reality and it doesn't help that the Republican Party currently a lot of members in this party are pushing that narrative. Right. Where they're trying to attack, for example, drag queens in story time where oh, they're yeah. trying 100%. to prevent, you know, the teaching of 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 gay history in mm-hmm. schools and and having books banned and things like that. So, you know, these are all things that are happening in the midst of all of us still being brave and going out there and, and showing ourselves. Yeah, but sharing like you were saying, it's like sharing a life event that's, you know, a wedding that's so special. It it almost normalizes the conversation and it, and it brings focus to the reality that it's just love. Right. And it's a beautiful venue that they chose. The reception is gorgeous. Like I would assume when you get married, it's going to be just like this with a runaway car. on the back. <laughs> Yeah. No, nah, that would be me. That would be me. That would be- <laughs> so. I'm never going to get married. Let's be honest. I mean, you know, it, it's never not all, rain- it's not all rainbows and unicorn. Right. I mean, Jay, you, you've, you've been your marriage um, for well over three decades on and off. Yes. Right. Yes. And it's it's not always rainbows and unicorns, yeah, but you know you definitely you, you make do. <laughs> we make do. Um, yeah, and 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 it is you know it, it's uh, it's time consuming in, in mm-hmm. a way um, when you're sometimes hit with certain aspects or issues that you didn't think would ever come up. You know, uh, for me, one of the major hurdles was you know having to talk with 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 the missus and letting her know you I'm bisexual. This is how I feel. You know, this is where I'm at and we need to have some, some talk. So, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, it takes a lot. Um, you know, and, and we have our ups and downs currently we're having a downtime, you know, mm-hmm. and, and right. it is what it is. Um, I think just communicating and, and talking to one another and trying to clear things up, but, when you need to take a break, take a break. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I I can't stress that enough. You know what I mean? It's, I, I, it's I think it's insane. healthy. It's yeah. healthy. It's healthy. It allows it allows time for both of you to reflect mm-hmm. and come back with a clearer head. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never an easy. It's never an easy. You know, sometimes you'll blow up. You know, because you, I've noticed. You know, previous years when you know we were in the beginning of relationships. I would just bottle shit up, you know, I'm just going to let it go. I'm just going to let it go. And then one day she would walk by and tip over a cup or something and I'd fucking lose it, yeah. you know? And I'm like, this is not healthy. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it takes a lot of time and, 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 you know, communication to, to get to a certain place. So, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I hope they find it. I hope that they find, you yeah. know, the 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 space that, you know, year one is always great, fabulous. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you're always on honeymoon, you know, you're having sex so many times and 
it's all about celebration, celebration. But you know, ten years in, um, it's a different story. Yeah. So you, you hit you hit change you hit those hurdles and you make those changes as, as mm-hmm. they come up. So that's where the challenges and and you know where things come into play that will either make or break mm-hmm. that relationship. Right. So. That, that's all I can say. <laughs> and the same, the, you know, the beautiful thing about what you're saying, even though, you know, it's real and hard, yep. is that goes for any relationship. Gay, straight, mm-hmm. bi, trans, poly, whatever. Everybody has the hurdles to jump through. Yep. And I think, you know, what you said was perfect. You know, it's about acknowledging it and keeping lines of communication open because, you know, as they say, love is love, and you can figure it out. Absolutely. And love wins. Love always wins. All right. Well, listen, I think we should take a break, because we do have a couple of more stories that we want to cover. But before we leave you, I wanted to make sure that we announce. So Poppy Champlin, uh, she is a lesbian comedian who we've had on the show before. It's been a while since we've run into her. Reached out to me um, to let me know that she will be in Connecticut and she's going to be doing uh, her show, which is called the Queer Queen, the Queer Comedy Queens. It's going to be uh, on Sunday, April second, twenty twenty three, at the Funny Bone Comedy Club and Restaurant in Manchester, Connecticut. It's featuring Poppy Champlin, of course, and uh, Michelle Balin and Kathy Arnold, along with special trans comic Emily Santosis, and um, so. That's going to be happening. They do have a Facebook um, invite and stuff, but I can uh, send. Um, are we going to go? I don't know. It's on a Sunday. You're, you no longer work on Sundays. Maybe we should. <laughs> You're free on Sundays. Yeah. It's, we'll talk about that on the other side of the break, too. Um, <laughs> but anyway, if you want more information on, on, that in, uh, on that particular show that's happening here in Hartford, Connecticut, um, you can go to Queer Comedy Queens, and that's Queer Comedy with a Q. Q-O-M-E-D-Y queens.com and uh, check them out because I think they're amazing. She's a funny woman. So we're friends on Facebook and she's always posting videos throughout the pandemic. Actually, she was my entertainment. <laughs> Literally just saying, um, but that's happening. So um, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, when we come back, we do have more dish. Be back shortly. Welcome back from the break. We are done refreshing our spirits and doing all that good stuff. Uh, Thank you so much for allowing us to take that little reprieve. Uh, But we're back. We're back. We have more stories for you. Um, So uh, before the break, we were talking about a representative from Congress who just married um, his boyfriend, which is amazing and awesome. But we do have more news um, from another gay member um, of the House of Representatives in the U.S. government. And that is, of course, um, David Cicilline, who just announced that he is going to be resigning from Congress as a result of him being offered a job, um, another job. He's going to be heading the Rhode Island Foundation as president and CEO. So congratulations again. More gay visibility for our gay peeps. Um, But it's sad. It's sad to see that, you know, he's not going to be in Congress because he has been a very, very vocal LGBTQ plus advocate in Congress, um, a huge supporter, obviously, of the Respective Marriage Act that, again, passed late last year. 
um, which offers protection for a gay marriage um, in the U.S. should the Supreme Court decide that they want to overturn marriage equality at the court level. So um, anyway, the um, congressman said in a statement, for more than a decade, the people of Rhode Island have entrusted me with a sacred duty to represent them in Congress. And uh, it is a responsibility I put my heart and my soul into every day. The chance uh, to lead the Rhode Island Foundation was unexpected, but it is an extraordinary opportunity to have even more direct, meaningful impact on the lives of the residents of the state that he serves in. Uh, Cicilline was the fourth out gay person ever elected to Congress, and before that was the first gay man elected as mayor of a state capital, le- leading Providence, Rhode Island, from 2003 into 2011. Is that why Providence is so gay? I guess so. (laughs) All right, you better work. Um, So over more than a decade in the U.S. House, Cicilline saw a dramatic expansion in LGBTQ plus rights that included a Supreme Court ruling making marriage equality the law of the land, something later codified by Congress, but he also leaves amid a new assault from the far right on LGBTQ plus Americans in the names of parent rights, despite sometimes targeting even the parents of queer Americans themselves. Cicilline uh, last fall led a charge in the House urging President Joe Biden to request sufficient funding in the next fiscal year's budget to promote LGBTQ plus rights globally. He also pushed in the last Congress for all transgender bill of right for for a transgender bill of rights. Cicilline introduced the Equality Act legislation, which would have um, which would add LGBTQ plus protections to the Civil Rights Act of 1964. So, I mean, we're talking about someone who clearly put his money where his mouth was, right? Mm-hmm. Like he did the work. He went out there and did what he needed to do. And it's kind of sad that someone who has had that kind of impact and has worked um, as diligently as he has to advance LGBTQ plus rights that, you know, unfortunately he's leaving Congress. Yeah. But now he has a different way to give. I mean, um, the Rhode Island foundation, I, I mean, this is a quick overview, um, but they are really all about investing in civic leadership um, and community building, right? as well as, um, oh, what was the other one? There was one more uh, pillar. I think it was about um, uh, businesses of people of color, which is very important. Agreed. Um, and now taking on this role... Usually when somebody takes on a role like this, you have the opportunity to work with your board and look at your pillars of giving, right? And then maybe redefine a little bit about what's important to the foundation. Right. And he has the opportunity right now to create potentially a fund for LGBTQ plus youth leader, potential leaders for the future. Right. I mean, he can affect change dramatically in his state now. Whereas he was affecting change at a larger level, he's still making a huge, could still make a huge right. difference. And I mean, you mentioned something very important, the fact that, you know, he he's <laughs> spearheading the, this, this foundation, or will be at least, that could potentially, you know, offer some sort of, some sort of a civic, um, 
leadership leadership programs yeah to create a stronger and more vibrant community all voices must be heard all of us must collaborate to solve important issues and seize emerging opportunities with decision decision making backing by quality data this is civic leadership right and, and you know one of the the, the benefits of, of focusing on civic leadership at least in my opinion would be that you know you're encouraging those who um have for a very long time been shunned or been um si- or they've tried to silence to come up with more uh, productive ways of being able to use your their voice to uh promote change and that may end up being you know individuals that for example are members of our community that want to step into those shoes and 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 take advantage of programs like the ones that this foundation will foster um, encouraging them to become future leaders, like like you said before, mm-hmm. which I think it's great. Yeah. But it is sad because I think, you know, he, the level of work, the amount of work that he's done in Congress is just impressive and incredible. But, you know, I have to say, I think what he's doing kind of makes sense in a way because when we talk on the show and we talk about the House and the Congress and, you know, constantly like facing stalemates and not getting anything done. Right. He can actually now affect more change with locally, locally with right. this foundation, whereas he was probably facing a constant battle right. that he could not win. And, you know, we've always said um, and we've talked about this a lot on on the show, even though we're technically not a political show. We realize that a lot of the things that are happening in politics affect us directly as constituents. And we've consistently said that, you know, we've, we, we put a lot of focus on presidential elections. We put a lot of focus on congressional elections. And we often overlook the importance of realizing who's leading you at home. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. And, for example, how that impacts you firsthand. Because whatever decisions are made locally, you feel immediately. Yeah. There's some changes that happen at the national level that take, you know, sometimes months, years to go into effect. But whatever happens locally impacts you directly. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I, I think I agree. This is this is a good move for him. Definitely. Um, but nonetheless, it's it's worrisome because. I feel that just when we thought we were getting more individuals that would help the cause, we're starting to see them go elsewhere, right? And then I start asking myself, what's driving that? Do Can well, we get I, more people? I disagree. I, I, I think this is the first person that we're really seeing go elsewhere, right? right. That's That hasn't been elected out of office, right? right. This, I think, was... Uh, you know, uh, a move for him that makes sense for his, you know, position and life at this moment. Right. But generally, I feel like there's been a huge influx of LGBTQ plus people in um, government. Right. Wow. I mean, I agree. I yeah. agree. But maybe some of them are like, yo, yo, this clown car that we currently have with all these individuals right now. It's like watching a drag show. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's quite disturbing to say the least. And so um, you start thinking to yourself, you know, do, do I gracefully exit? Cause I don't want to have to deal with the Marjorie Taylor greens or the, you know, George Santos or the other idiot from Florida. Why are po- they always polit- from Florida? Yeah, politics is not necessarily, I mean, politics is, it, 
has its challenges. And, right. and even though I'm sure he was good at what he was doing, he's probably had enough. You know what I mean? And sometimes that graceful exit allows you to continue doing good right. work elsewhere. Right. Because, and like, it gives you a reset. Yeah, yeah it kind of so- gives you a reset and it allows you to to make that impact that you're trying to get. So it's not a, at a state or government level at this point, mm-hmm. but you know, locally, as we said before, you know, it, it's it's definitely something that will impact, and you will see a, at a more immediate or quicker uh, pace. Yeah, and I mean, the foundation <laughs> is a community foundation, mm-hmm. so just like the Greater New Haven Community Foundation, they, I mean, how much have they done to support? the new haven pride center they have gone above and beyond and they continue to i mean he has an opportunity to really affect change locally so i honestly it's a a good thing i agree it is it is a good thing i'm just you know i'm worried i'm a little worried because it is just as important i don't think gay people are being scared out of politics let me just say that no no and i'm not saying that either i'm not are you kidding me with all the closet cases (laughs) in in the republican party you know tapping feet under bathroom stalls at airports yeah no it's yeah yeah. i mean he's probably like at a point in his life where he's like i've done what i can and Mm -hmm. i've been a part of so much and now i want to go back home i want to go back to my roots and i want to i want to affect change where it really matters where i can see it every day right right and i think that's really powerful it it really is and you know congratulations to him um Claps for Mr. Cicilline for all the hard work that you've done at the national level and all the great work you're going to do locally. Because I think, you know, um, I, I think it'll be a good move. Yeah. It'll be a good move for him. So I'm sad. It'll be a good move. All right, so uh, we've got more. We've got more for you. Oh my god, we came we came back strong this week. We were just like we were ready. I was yeah. like, after a week of just doing nothing, I was just like, I can't. Um, but I'm going to toss it over to Jay because Jay's story oh my and my god. next story actually um, they sort of kind of go hand in hand in a sense. But I want him to talk about um, your story first before Perfect. we we move on to mine. So let me toss it over to. Do you want some love? Do you need something? No. Go. We are good. No, but you know we're we're always talking about you know, uh, uh, you know just transparency and and communication, um, and we always talk about the HIV community and mm-hmm. and and what we try to advance. So apparently in Germany, there has been yet another person that has been cured of HIV with a risky bone marrow transfer. Um, if I'm not mistaken, this is the third person. Fifth. Fifth, yeah, I, okay. I think they said that yeah. there's there's strong evidence with this particular. Yeah, um, so, yeah. So basically, um, uh, as they were stating in the article, the 53 year old patient um, at uh, Dusseldorf University Hospital in Germany. Where's Chris when you need him? Dusseldorf. 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 Because I feel like he would yeah. just, you know, Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. <laughs> that's all I thought about when I first saw it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's automatically I went to oh <laughs> Harry Potter, but. No. Uh, but yeah, so they're saying that um, 
the gentleman had been diagnosed with HIV and he received a bone marrow transplant intended to treat leukemia in 2013. The procedure replaces bone marrow cells with those of a donor with a mutated gene for the CCR5 protein, which is found in the white blood cells, which HIV uses the protein to enter the cell and it cannot be, and it, it cannot attack Excuse me. It cannot attach itself to the new mutated gene. Uh, so it's been several years since that uh, trans since that procedure was done, and he, without medication, is still testing negative for so, HIV virus. So they so they put a new gene into his white blood cells, and now it's a the- mutated. Yeah, it's a mutated. Uh, Gene. Well, the bone marrow itself the, carries the, right. the that mutated gene. gene. Right. And so then the HIV virus can't Cannot attach, attach right. it to it. Therefore, it can't keep replicating itself in yeah. the body. Well, while this is really amazing, I'm like, well, what's going to happen with that mutated gene? I don't know. Maybe you'll start flying or, you Yeah, know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm like. Electricity, like, you <laughs> know, like in the making. Yeah. <laughs> you just never know. I just think, you know, science, you know, for, for. For whatever it's worth, for whatever people think it is or it is not, science is just amazing. The things that we're doing with medicine, I mean, think about, you know, for example, with the with the pandemic, with the COVID pandemic, we developed a vaccine in such a short time frame that it is incredible to believe that, you know, we're getting there. We're getting to the point where we're not taking decades to come up with a treatment. It took us literally a year and two months. Yes. Right. And so to see something so devastating, uh, because, you know, when you really think about AIDS and HIV, it was something that was so devastating to our community. Honestly, it wasn't even till we started the show that Truvada was available. Right. I mean, Truvada's only been out for like seven, seven years, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, these advancements in medicine have been recent and they have been very, very incredible to see how how we went from having the conversation of when we were growing up, all three of us, you know, you get HIV, you're going to get AIDS, you're going to die. Well, it was you're gay, you're going to get HIV and you're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. To no, that's not the case. We now know that we, you know, we have a an array of different treatments which were a lot of them were oral at the time that require um, you know, constant medica- medication um, that could prolong your life and we've seen or have seen many people live long, beautiful, amazing, healthy lives. Um because of those medical advances that were made in the mid nineties into the two thousands. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, here comes 2007, five years later, we're making yet another advancement and, and more with prep and things like that. So yeah. to see, and, and, yeah, this, this change, this change in itself. I mean, technically they weren't even trying to treat the HIV, right? right. They're treating cancer, you know? So right. treating patients for cancer, there's been bone marrow transplants. There's been um, additional procedures that they have done. Uh, you know, to treat certain cancers and, you know, lo and behold, it's, it's actually curing people. So it is possible, but it is considered a very difficult and risky procedure. Right. So it's not something that's being uh, advertised as the end all cure all to HIV. Right. Right. So just to keep that in mind, but it does show that there has been an advancement made, uh, you know, and, 
I worked in the HIV field for years, uh, um, for many years as a caseworker. And I remember, I mean, I had so many clients that, that were on cocktails. I mean, 20, yeah. 30 pills. It's, it, you know, to see something like this pop up, you know, within right. my lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's an amazing, amazing advancement. I, and I thought it was something we definitely should, should discuss. I mean, right. it's not always doom and gloom. Yeah. Right. You know, it shouldn't I mean, always be doom and gloom. And, and this is yeah. such uh, a, a good positive uh, note on this. Well, I mean, for a long time in general, we thought if you had a virus, no matter if it was HIV or not, a virus is not treatable. It just, it runs its course or whatnot. Like yeah. you, you can't do anything about it, but clearly we're seeing that you can. Right. I mean, and you know, it, it's, it's important to, to also know, for example, the virologist, Oh my God, I said the word right. Uh, Bjorn, <laughs> Uh, Bjorn Eric Jensen um, said that, you know, to remove HIV from the body, um, you know, it's just it's not easy work, but it just shows that it's not impossible. Right. That as long as you apply yourself and you think outside of the box, which is kind of hard to do because a lot of us work in a cube, by the way, um, (laughs) you know, it just shows that, you know, if you work hard and you think about all of your different variables and, and think of alternative treatments that are already out there um, that you could discover new ways of being able to treat something that has been very problematic for the past 40 plus years. And to think that, you know, in another five or six years, um, you know, wow, 80 from 80 to 2020, it's already been 50 plus years, you know, since we've been dealing head on with the impacts of HIV and AIDS, not only on our community, um, which was very, you know, traumatic, in the beginning, but also on the, on the world population, you know, you right. think about straight people, you think about bisexual people, gay people, it, it's, it's affecting the world community. And I yeah. just think that having different treatments like this is just amazing. Yeah. I, I'm really amazed at what yeah. science can do. I, I just hope that before my time is up here, I, I see the same results for cancer. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I mean, because we made a lot of advances. We, we, we have, we have, yeah. um, but you know, we still lose a lot of people, unfortunately, with with, with cancer. It's a, unfortunately it returns. So, um, you know, something that I would like to see before my time is up, definitely. Yeah. I think <laughs> I think that in the next fifteen years, we're going to see great um, discoveries in medicine and in science related to cancer, related to Alzheimer's, um, you know, um, Parkinson's. That, you know, because there's a lot of foundations out there that are aggressively looking to to fund research and and make sure that um, we don't lose sight of how important it is to find solutions for something that is just so problematic to the world population. Yeah. So, so that being said, Jay, thank you yep. for bringing up that story. That's amazing. Always, always glad to uh, look at you coming I in. Know. All <laughs> like Our baby is grown. She's, She's ready. ready to leave the <laughs> nest. She's ready. <laughs> and we're not going to have any others. Oh, my <laughs> no, God. So um, that's awesome. So yep. piggybacking on your story about HIV and breakthroughs, I want to talk about the potential for a PrEP implant <sighs> that may actually fully protect uh, against HIV. So a study involving uh, macacus, which might be uh, some sort of um, primate, by the way, shows ad, uh, the injectable implant 
um, is fully effective at preventing HIV. So here it goes. In 2017, a joint study between the Centers for Disease Control Prevention and the University of North Carolina had worked to develop an injectable implant that can release pre-exposure prophylaxis, or as what we know as PrEP. As needed? Um, <laughs> medication into the body for an extended period of time. Mm. Right? So... Um, the latest research, which was published in Nature Communication, shows that the most recent formulation can provide up to six months of full protection against HIV in non-human primates. I have this like image of this like antibody in your body being like, oh, this bitch is getting down right now. Release. 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 <laughs> I can't. I and by the can't. way, it's, called, it's pronounced macaques. Macaques. Okay. Yeah, macaques. Macaques. Not yeah. my cocks. Macaques. 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 Okay. Macaques. Okay. So, uh, this is the first time that we've shown 100% protection against multiple virus challenges in macaques model of PrEP over an extended period of time. Um, the associate professor um, at uh, UNC and NCSU. Uh, Joint Department of Biomedical Engineering in a statement. Our goal with this technology is a once or twice yearly injection that could be self-administered. So Hmm. that being said, we know that we've seen a lot of commercials recently about this product called Devado. Right. And Devado is a twice. um, It's a it's an injection that you give yourself every two months. With Armando. <laughs> With, With Armando, Armando. right? Um, and it's sort of kind of like a replacement for your monthly prep yes. pill that you take, right? Or or, your, isn't it daily? It, it's daily. Yeah. It is daily. Sorry. It is daily. So with this shot, you can take it every two months. With the research... And this the work- really is the gay birth control. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, seriously. Um so with Devado, you you literally take a shot every two months. It's administered by your doctor, and you would go in twice, you know, every two months to get your shot, and you're done. You don't have to take prep every day like you currently do with some of the medications that were available in the past six years. Uh, but with this new, um, you know, amazing find. Um, the team is focusing on refining that material, refining those, um, refining those findings of being able to have a two-month lapse before your next dose and trying to extend that to at least six months. Um, and building on what Devado and the makers of that drug did, they're looking to be able to actually make that happen. And if they do, you're literally going to go see your doctor every six months mm-hmm. to have your shot. Um the goal is to be able to have this be an injectable um, implant that you can self-administer yourself at home. So you don't have to go see a doctor. They can prescribe it and say, on this day. In gay history. Pop it in. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you don't have to worry about it for six months. And I think it's just such a beautiful thing because, as you know, um, and... As we've learned with our amazing doctor, um, Evan Goldstein, on the show, you know, not everyone um, wants to be able to engage sexually um, with condoms on. And there's nothing wrong with that. You have an option. You, as your own human, as your own person, can make decisions for your sexual health and decide what's best for you. This just gives us one more tool in the arsenal for you to be able to do that in a way that won't put you or your partners or anyone else at risk. Yeah, that's right? amazing. And I think it's great. And so I'm interested to see where this goes. 
I'm I, I definitely want to see where it goes because I think this is very promising. And you know, who's to say that in another five years it won't be a yearly shot? Yeah. We then have an official vaccine like you would for the flu. You go take it once a year. Yeah, true. You know, I so we we see governments, for example, France, even the US said, you know, we're gonna wipe out HIV by twenty twenty five. That's three years from now. That's not gonna happen, right? But they keep extending those states. Oh, now it's thirty thirty five. By thirty thirty five, we want to be able to, you know, make an effort to twenty thirty five or twenty thirty five. What did I say? Thirty thirty five. Well, yeah, it's a hundred and I won't even be here, girl. (laughs) You don't know. Maybe if you get that bone marrow transplant and you're just regenerating. (laughs) <laughs> that could be a possibility that could be a possibility i mean i like the idea i, I like, like the, the sound idea. of that um but by 2035 you know there's a lot of governments are saying that they're aiming to be able to end the aids pandemic and be able to manage and i think i think it's possible research like this yeah work like this hearing about you know potential treatments makes me believe that we're getting there. I think the biggest struggle that we're going to face once we have more of um, these uh, potential medications that can do this in place is funding to make sure that we're reaching third world nations Agreed. And, and, and dealing with not just the LGBTQ plus community focused on that, right? But dealing with all of those children in, say, Africa who are born with HIV. Right. It's a right. huge problem over there. And if we don't have funding to actually get this medicine over there, right. then yeah, that goal sounds great, right. but it's not achievable because we have to make sure that we right. get the medicine to the people that need it. And I think if we, if we borrow the, the COVID model, right, where we as a nation, for example, in the U.S., ordered so many COVID vaccines that we had to start sharing them with other countries and giving them, you know, especially those countries that were affected financially because of the hardships that COVID caused with shutdowns um, that had an opportunity to, to actually gain access to vaccinations um, without having to, you know, put themselves in, in bankruptcy as a result because of the cost of, of this medication. Um, so, you know, if that is the case that we follow that model and we see, you know, Developed countries like the U.S., the the Great Britain, and other big nations start offering and I and think, doing what they need to do. I think we 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 can do that. Yeah, I, I while I agree with you, mm-hmm. I also remember a conversation that we had with Hans, where mm-hmm. he very clearly stated that you know the U.S. was in fact hoarding vaccinations. Mm-hmm. And not sharing it out in areas that needed it. Well, I mean, in the beginning, we needed to make sure that we had enough vaccinations uh, for our own population, which is very important. And of course, but I'm just saying. But I do know, because I remember reading that we were sending vaccinations to countries that didn't have the resources to actually get these vaccines. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you have countries like, for example, China, who made their own vaccine. We don't know the efficacy of how, how efficient they are. Um, and refuse to use anything from anyone else, you know? And then for example, the reason outbreak that they had was very catastrophic and the shutdowns and the people were just like, we're not doing this again. We're done. Like we don't want to have Pfizer. 
Yeah, we don't we don't want yeah. another pandemic for again another hundred years, you know, and and just you know, fortunately, that's the world we live in. Yeah. Anyway. So, um, but I'm happy. This is great news, um, not only for our community but for everyone around the world. Um, if something like this were to be successful in in helping reach that goal, Absolutely. and that is, ladies and gents, all we have for you today. I hope that was enough. Um, <laughs> was it? It was plenty. Do you think? What did you say? It was a mouthful. Oh, of course it is. It's always a mouthful, especially when your mouth is big. Um, all right. Well, we I'm going to toss it over to my children around the table so that we can go ahead and wrap the show up. So, Trish, you're up. Uh, not ready. Um, <laughs> Mama Kim's Minute. All She's right. not ready, but her face looks fabulous. Yeah. All right, everybody. Here's Mama Kim's <laughs> Minute brought to you by Bare Minerals. Number one, White Sox celebrate a as pro res, uh, pro baseball player. White Sox baseball. Um, okay. <laughs> sorry. White Sox celebrate as pro baseball player comes out in, in, in inspiring Instagram post. Number two, how a famous pop star and a lot of love helped a bullied teen become a mental health visionary. Number three, Chuck Schumer announces that his daughter and her wife welcomed a baby. Yas, queen! Claps for Chuck and his daughter. Yeah, that that first one was tough. She's gone through it. A little bit. Give her a week off and she just forgets how to talk. Uh Uh-huh. A little right. bit, a little bit. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Mr. Jaybird. And I guess on this day in gay history. You're it. February 22, 2007 in the Netherlands. Openly gay. Uh, openly gay. You see that? I already screwed it up. Openly lesbian member of government in the Netherlands is a, is, a, is elected. And that was... Uh, oh, I'm going to screw this up. Can't give Gerda, her a week off yeah. either. <laughs> Gerda Verberg becomes the Minister of Agriculture, Nature, and Food Quality. While I know there was a lot of big words in that, and I'm sorry, the other one was All about, German words yeah, today for me. The other one was about Trump, and we don't talk about no, him on the no, show, that's so I couldn't... You know. I'll deal with this. Uh, right. I think I can rebound from that. Okay. Okay. Well, that, that makes sense. I appreciate you, Trish. More than words. More than words. More than you know. Um, okay, well, and Jay. On to the announcements. Okay. Right on to you. If you love the show, make sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcasting service. By subscribing, you get the latest and greatest of our show delivered right to your favorite device or web browser as soon as the episode is published. You can also support us on Patreon. With Patreon, you, our lovely listeners, can help to support the show with a pledged donation. The donations are collected monthly and can be in any denomination of a dollar or more. But see, I'm, I'm a big girl, so we need more than a dollar. Yeah. I mean, have you heard that computer back there? <laughs> <laughs> she hungry for a new CPU. <laughs> Tom, over to you. <laughs> Maybe we can have um, his future husband come and check it, check check it, it out. out, right? Yeah, we should. We should have him come into studio. Yeah. He can check out the computer. Yep. He's an Apple tech. Yeah. IT. Oh. 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 <laughs> I know who you're talking uh, about. And he's listening. Mm-hmm. She can come. She can come. She can come. That's all right. Come. All right. Well, and now, <laughs> okay, here we go. Uh, and now, here's Nick with our weekly reminder for all you bottoms out there um, who want to keep your buttholes on point. Yes, we are talking about the future method. And I'm going to toss it over to her, but I'm going to give her some love first. So here she goes. Yeah. 
All right, this is for my future husband. Don't worry, because I already got the future method, but you can get it today. Each time you clean out with water or enemas, delicate tissues are harmed and cells are damaged, increasing chances of injury and or STDs. This first-of-its-kind doctor-developed formula gently cleanses before you play without hurting your bum. That's your job, boo. Visit futuremethod.com to purchase your life-changing bum cleanser today. Oh, oh boy. And as always, it's time to put a ring on it. And we will do our closing plugs. Our show is available on our website, gaytalk20.com, under audio podcast. It is also available as a free download on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio. Nick, over to you. All right. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Gay Talk 2.0, Instagram, Gay Talk 2.0. You can email us at gaytalk2.0 at gaytalk20.com. Tom, good luck. All right. Well, before I say goodbye and say goodnight, one more reminder, Sunday, April 2nd, 2023, make sure that you go out. If you're in Connecticut, check out the Queer Queens of Comedy. They're going to be live at the Funny Bone Comedy Club and Restaurant in in Manchester, Manchester. Connecticut on April 2nd, 2023. So uh, check them out. And also, don't forget that Sunday, February 26th, is my last day bartending at Partners. So come out, sing karaoke, and have a good night. That's right. And you get to say farewell to our our, our amazing Trish, who we are going to miss. There's never going to be another one like her behind that bar. No. Thank God. They, no. Literally, they yeah. literally sent me a picture. They sent me a picture of the schedule, and it says, rest in peace, Trish. Oh, so we can't call you Trish anymore on the show? Well, no. It actually says, rest in peace, Nick, but... Okay, I got it. Got you. Got you. (laughs) All right. Well, ladies and gents, if you need to reach out to us, just head on over to our website. Click on the contact us tab located at the top of your web browser. There you can leave comments, suggest a topic, submit a question for the cast or any of these two other bitches. You can also call us and leave us a voice message with any questions you may have, which we can answer on the show for you. Our phone number is 334-GAY-TALK. And if you need all those digits, it is 334-429-8255. Don't forget that we do stream live every Wednesday at 6 p.m. And you can access the live stream by visiting gaytalk20.com forward slash live stream. Um, And that's it, ladies and gents. I want to thank you all for joining us tonight. That is our show. Thank you, and y'all have a good night. Bye! Thank you for listening to this episode of Gay Talk 2.0. Tune in next time for more dish.